These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is Three Shots In. And today we're talking about... Welcome to Three Shots In. I'm Jake. I'm Jess, and this is episode seven. It is, and we'll be talking all about schemes. Scheming. Ooh, dirty schemes. Filthy schemers. You were evil schemes, probably. Can there be good schemes? Can you scheme for something good to happen? Maybe. Uh, Nicolas Cage schemed to steal the Declaration of Independence for good, For good, I'm, I'm sure. Let's just look it up and see, just definitively so that we know. Robin Hood schemed for good. That's true. But Judas, he didn't scheme for good. He had an evil scheme, a dark scheme. An officially organized plan or system. So yeah, it can be good. Can be good. Has a connotation, though, of being sly or secret. Like a surprise party. That's a scheme. That's but that, that's for the good of everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Everyone always has the most fun at surprise parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the most fun party. Because it's a surprise. It's not. I don't love surprise parties. Well, I, thought, I, I take thought, that back. I don't love being involved with surprise parties. What do you mean? Like, I'm fine with being surprised for a party, but uh, being involved just doesn't sound like fun to me. What? I can't even get drunk? I have to wait until, like, guy shows up, you know? Yeah. That's lame. I didn't mind taking part in um, a surprise party. Sam had one one time. It was fine. Yeah. You guys did one for me one time? Uh-huh. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Then there was one for me one time. Yeah. But it wasn't a secret because Terry's terrible at lying. <laughs> okay. Um, And I'd always wanted a surprise party my entire life. Like since I was a child and saw a surprise party on TV, I uh-huh. thought that looks cool. I want one of those. And then Terry gave me my very first one and I hated it. <laughs> mm. I hated the surprise party. My very first surprise party. I was 16. I was dating a very rich girl and we went to her house up on the hills in a... Uh, California. And, you know, it was my birthday and we went out to like a fancy dinner. She bought me like fancy dinner or Mm -hmm. whatever, because I didn't afford, I couldn't afford anything. I was 16, (laughs) but she had that, she had her parents like platinum card. Mm -hmm. And so we did all this, you know, fancy shit, went back to her house and went to go outside to like light a bonfire and just she, her house overlooked like the entire like San Fernando Valley. Nice. Very nice. And come to find out, apparently she had the pool drained so that all of our friends, like all, like there was like 50 people could be standing in the pool hiding to surprise me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very elaborate scheme. Very elaborate scheme. I had no idea. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. I don't know where they all parked. There weren't a lot of parking up on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, you know, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was drunk and I passed out there, so I didn't see how anyone got home. Is that the time you ended up in the like trunk of someone's car the next morning? Oh no, different time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, we have to give a huge, big shout out and giant thanks a, to our beautiful patrons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A thick, girthy thank you. Oh, yeah. A veiny. Whoa. 
Mm-hmm. A perfectly erect thank you to mom and dad. It's a little weird. Moving on. Terry. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> Danny. That one too. Ricky. TJ. Sweet Sam. David. Jeremy. Abria. Thomas. Flash. And Alan. Wow. You guys are so receiving of the erect thank you. You've all penetrated our hearts. <laughs> uh, shots tonight. We had some um, some super delicious, wonderful whiskey. It's the best whiskey in the world. It's Monkey Shoulder, original blended malt scotch whiskey. We finally were able to finish it and get rid of it. Y- no, but it's a, a sad thing. Ah, I it's mean, sad that it I happened. Mean, dang, we're all out now. Rats. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, once a long time ago, I was a foolish, gutter-palated plebeian who didn't enjoy the flavor of monkey shoulder. Fool. But then they responded to a hashtag we put in one of our social media posts and um, commented on the video as well, saying they're sorry we felt so terribly about their whiskey. And then I realized I was wrong and it tastes amazing. It's the best. And they should, I'm not saying that they should or that they have to, but like they totally could give us money for saying how amazing it is. So good. You should buy one. You should go and buy buy Monkey Shoulder today. Mm-hmm. Unofficially sponsored. Of course. Of course. It's unofficial. It's unofficial. Unofficially. Yeah. But Monkey sh- Shoulder should totally give us money. So just saying. Because it's so good. Because it's so good. And we're letting you all know about it. Right. Of course. Uh, drinks tonight. We have just have some beers. Just a couple of beers. Just got some beers. Mm-hmm. I had... Um, a Shinerbach, and now I have a Corona. Oh, I went from Modelo. Oh, that's not true. I went from Michelob Ultra to Modelo, and now I'm on Corona. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Modelo's better than Corona, though. I wish I wouldn't have done done it in that order, but, you know, it is what it is. Right, but we, we didn't have very many of them. No, no, of course not. The Modelo's. No, not that many. Uh, updates, Jessica, do you got anything? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I really don't think I got any updates really either. I mean. I'm sure there are, everyone listening right now is pretty relieved because, you know, sometimes we just go on and on forever oh. talking about our lives and oh. it's really annoying. They love hearing about our lives. I don't and think In fact, they... I'm going to give them just the smallest little update. I watched The Gentleman, the movie. Oh, that's fun. It was I liked great. it. I thought it was fun. I, lo- I, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch Dune again. The new one, not the lame old one. The one with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet. Charlemagne. Chalamet. I don't know. Whatever. Little French kid. Um, yeah, I, I loved it the first time I saw it, and so I decided to watch it again. I got about 30 minutes in and turned it off so I can go to sleep. Was, I know that's not raving about it. That doesn't sound like a great review. You're not making it sound like you enjoyed it all that much. <laughs> but it's really good. It's a really good movie. You should totally watch it. That's it. That's all. That's all the well, updates I got. That's all you've got to update with. Um, I tamed a saber-toothed tiger in uh, Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> oh yeah, you're playing Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah, uh, I actually really like it. I'm having a lot of fun. Okay. I'm super frustrated because I really fucking suck at it. I'm dying constantly. Um. Yeah, you're usually really bad at video games. Mm, I'm bad at the ones that are really hard and unfair. <laughs> Um, but I'm really good at the other ones. You know, there are some games I'm really good at that I bet you would do so much better at than me. I would do better than you in any video game ever. You think so? Yes. Okay. I know so. So then I can pick a video game and you'll play it because you're going to do so much better you at know, it than I me? You know, I didn't necessarily say but that. But that you kind of implied. It no. kind of sounds like 
you want me to pick one that I've already played, maybe even several times, so that you can play it and show me how much better at it you are than I am. Maybe. Maybe one day we'll get there, right? But today, we're spinning the wheel. Well, yeah, of course. Um, And again, this is a wheel. TJ sent us a whole bunch of scheme ideas. (laughs) And so this is a TJ scheme wheel. Jessica, go ahead. Yeah, he's our wheel spin wizard. All right, so here we go. The first wheel spin of the night. You're the head of a growing MLM. That stands for multi-level marketing. Mm -hmm. What's your product and who is your celebrity sponsor? Ooh. So a multi-level marketing is a, is it a pyramid scheme? Yeah. Is that essentially what it is? Yes. Having been the wife of someone in active military, I have been witness to several of them. Yeah, fat burning teas. Yep, fat burning <laughs> teas. Shakeology. Oh, remember yeah. Shakeology? Uh huh. Mom was super into that one. Um, you could win a car. Sensi. Do you remember Sensi? I don't. It's they just give you like scented things. There's also like they have the like candles and like wax melt lamps and stuff like that. They oh, really. Oh fuck! I do remember that. Mom they, did that shit. Did she really? I think so. Has mom tried every MLM we've run into so far? She did Shakeology. She did Creative Memories, the scrapbooking MLM. Oh, I do remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) That one went on probably longer than all the others. Yeah, I don't know. There was the Tupperware one. I don't remember what that's called. Yeah, um, people really wanted me to join in on that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, there's also the essential oils. What do you know about essential oils? Mm -hmm. The, what is it? Living. Young Living? Yeah, Young Living, doTERRA, all that stuff. I know about it because people all around me just ate it right up. Yeah, they did. One in particular. We won't go into detail. <laughs> Listen, oh. those essential oils, they smell real nice. They do. They smell very nice. They do. Um, all right. What's your what's your MLM? What's your product, Jessica? And who's your celebrity sponsor? You get to choose these things. Okay. My MLM is going to be holistic, crystal infused Beaded cock rings, like the guy I talked about on Facebook Marketplace last time. Stop talking about beaded cock rings. And uh, the magic of the crystals, if properly infused with the power of the moon, (laughs) will (laughs) enlarge the size of your penis um, if you do it correctly and your your spirit is pure. Sure. Uh, That will be my product. And my celebrity sponsor will be Willem Dafoe. Huh. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's going to say that his, I didn't always have the biggest penis in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) But since I've been using these magic moon powered crystal infused beaded cock ring slings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, that's sound. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one to follow. Here we go. So you've heard of timeshares. I've heard of them. Yeah. Right. You pay money and you never go on vacation. Essentially <laughs> can technically go on a vacation that you still have to pay for. But you never in do. In a place that you already paid for, but you're going to pay for it again. Right. You know, but you never actually go and you're paying for it anyway. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you've heard of timeshares. I have. Well, I'm going to do a timeshare for vehicles. Okay. All right. So you're going to pay me a monthly fee and every once in a while you get to drive a Corvette. <laughs> or, or a Ferrari or a Tesla, you okay, know, okay. you're, 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 it's a timeshare for a vehicle. Okay. And I know what you're thinking that that doesn't sound like it's worth it. And, and it, it wouldn't be 
I guess, right? If you're just like an average person, but you know what? I can, you can get it for free. Actually, all you need to do is get 10 people to sign up for it using your code and you'll have a free membership. You'll instantly be distributed or, uh, and so upon recruitment of 10 people, you'll receive an instant disbursement of enough swag points. Oh yeah. To get a Corvette for six days. For six days. Now, mind you, that's six days throughout the year, okay? And there are blackout dates, so. Right, right. You know, if you don't want blackout dates, that does cost extra. But if you don't want to pay for that, all you need to do is get 25 subscribers to use your code. Mm-hmm. And no blackout dates for you, Jessica. Right. You know, I was making this all up as I was going, uh, but I, I really do think this might actually be a successful MLM. Um, I think it's got a lot of promise, actually. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you guys hear about this, like cut me in, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring me in on the ground floor. I'll, I won't invest anything, but I'm an idea guy. So (laughs) I'm there for you. Verbal TM. Yeah. Yeah. TM, TM verbally. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. Oh shit. I need a celebrity sponsor. Uh huh. Oh, who's my celebrity sponsor? Who does everyone love? Everyone absolutely loves. He's got to have swag. I'm going to get McConaughey. Wow. Yeah. He's going to turn on Lincoln. Mm-hmm. No more Lincoln Town cars for McConaughey. It's all about the muscle cars, vehicle timeshares. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And maybe over the course of your membership, you can upgrade to those like vintage, refurbished, like no muscle every cars. Every month that you make your payment on time, you get one raffle ticket into an entry for lunch with McConaughey. Whoa! Yeah, I know it's a steal. It's a steal. Cool. We're working on the price, but I'm thinking something between two fifty and three eighty a month. Wow. Okay, just it's something a, small. That's a steal. Yeah, something small. Oh, that's that's reasonable. Yeah. Reasonably priced. You can't get a Corvette for less than that, Jessica. So I know. I know that. It just works out. Also, you do have to pay for your own insurance. For the car? Yeah. Oh. And it must be full coverage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just saying. No, that's that makes sense. Of course. You're driving it. Should be your responsibility. It is your responsibility, so course <laughs> anyway we are going to move on to the first scheme oh yes that's my scheme oh Put your I phone forgot. away sorry dumb. i'm so used to being the one who goes first because my stories are that much more awesome stupid dumb. were you saying my story's not awesome oh, i have no idea i've never haven't i haven't heard it yet so of course you didn't maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't you hear that guy speeding through our residential neighborhood revving his engine bet he drives a corvette oh he do he bet do he, be driving a corvette he'd be driving a stang jessica Jacob, (laughs) have you heard (laughs) of the gunpowder plot, also known as the gunpowder treason? Did this occur on the 5th of November? It did. I remember that. (laughs) Of course. Why wouldn't you? I I know of no reason why you'd forget that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All of my knowledge uh, about this extends as far as the movie V for Vendetta. Yeah. Not the comic or actual history. Oh, well, I've read the comic, the comic barely touches on it just like the movie did (laughs) um so in november november the 5th 1605 there was a plot also known a scheme for sure uh also known as the gunpowder plot or the gunpowder treason maybe the gunpowder scheme is what they should the gunpowder scheme is what i'll be calling it today essentially um we're gonna sum it real quick dumb it down essentially some protestant dudes weren't down with the Catholic uh, king. Right. And decided, you know what? Fuck you. 
we're gonna use all bunch of gunpowder and we're gonna blow up the entire fucking parliament building, take out the entire government, including the king, his wife, and his child. Right. Because fuck all of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was the essential scheme. All right, now we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get in the nitty gritty of it. Now, just like you, I did also have all of my knowledge from this, uh, from V for Vendetta. Uh-huh. Which is great. Hugo Weaving fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman shaved her bald head. Dope. Yeah. It, looked, it looked great. It didn't. But it I was cool. It was super cool. Super badass. Um, they also made a, an HBO show called Gunpowder, I believe, um, starring Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow. Yeah. He played Guy Fox, who's one of the conspirators. All right. Um, it just didn't look interesting. And I was like, how did you make a TV show about a failed plot or whatever? Uh, I, I, I've even done research about it. I don't know how you're going to make a TV show about it. It's a great story, and you're gonna love hearing about it for fifteen to twenty minutes. But oh. you're not gonna you're not gonna sit down and watch three to ten hours of it. You know well, what you, I mean? You dramatize things, though. Of course, but like, still. If Jurassic Park actually took place, they wouldn't. <laughs> things would be a lot more boring, okay. and they'd end a lot faster. You know what I mean? True. I don't know why that was my example, but I have no <laughs> idea why you went straight to dinosaurs, but you did. So I've been playing a lot of Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> <laughs> so a man uh last name catesby catesby okay. catesby you sure that's how it's pronounced no all right he's british oi catesby kate catesby cats catsby catsby i don't know we're calling catesby because okay. that's what it looks like is because it's c-a-t-e-b t-c-a-t-e-s-b-y b-y catesby that's what it looks like okay anyway so he is the founder of this plot okay and he thought of this as early as uh, may of about 1603 okay so a few years two years and a few months, whatever. Now, he had thought of what he believed to be the most sure way to kill King James I. Now, a little a little context for you. Um, Catesby and all of the conspirators are Catholics. Mm -hmm. King James I was a Protestant, and they he used his power to kind of sort of persecute the Catholics mm -hmm. at the time, you know, like Queen Mary did or whatever. James, King James I, uh, Protestant and kind of treated the Catholics like shit. Uh -huh. They weren't down with it. And so they decided we're going to come up with a way to kill him, take him out, cut right. the head off the snake, right? Well. And so Catesby reached out to a cousin. He started building his, his team, his team of conspirators. And in about January of 1604 is when they had the plot. They had an idea. They knew how they were going to do it. They were going to blow up Parliament. With gunpowder? They hadn't gone there yet. They just got the plan, and they knew how they were going to... Anyway, just good. Don't ask questions, okay? All right. Just follow. Oh. <laughs> now, before they were going to initialize any part of the plan, they decided that they would first try the, quote, quiet way. All right, and so they... Poison his food or something? <laughs> no, they called... Basically called it a bunch of favors. They got the... Uh, they got the Duke of Frege and Constable of Castile. Oh, that sounds very official. Very official. Um, to negotiate peace, okay, with the king. Now, this was the same person who was negotiating peace currently uh, between England and Spain. Mm -hmm. And their hopes were that he would be able to talk to the king and basically get him to, like, chill out on, you know, <laughs> persecuting the Catholics. Hey, man. Yeah. Like that? Yeah, just like, like, like <laughs> oi. <laughs> Your Royal Highness, maybe we can we can take a real easy on these Catholics. Let's put on a pot of tea huh? and 
talk about it. <laughs> and uh, King James I was uh, very much, um, no, no, mustn't do that. <laughs> yeah. He was he was not down. He wasn't down. He was like, he was like no, like, fuck them Catholics. <laughs> so they tried and they failed to okay. do it the quiet way, basically the legal way. They right. <laughs> And it didn't work. Um, that's when Guy Fox joined the conspirators. Now, Fox had a knowledge that they currently didn't have. That was about gunpowder and explosives and whatnot. And he was a fucking diehard, I want to kill King James <laughs> oh. conspirator. Okay? okay. Probably their most diehard conspirator that they had. And so what they did was they met up in a church that was like their secret little base. And... They swore an oath of secrecy together. They heard mass, took communion, the whole the whole nine, right? They're very Catholic. And they essentially made like a like a like a blood bond together, right? The priest, uh, Father John Girard, kind of was their moral person. Anyway, so I would name all of the conspirators, but I'm not going to. It's like twelve or thirteen names, and you'll hear them as they come. Okay. Okay. May of sixteen oh four is when like I'd said, that they had really started getting the plot in order. They purchased an adjoining building that was kind of next to the House of Lords, which was the Parliament building. Ah, the house in which the Lords are. Yes, yes. Parliament met with the King at the House of Lords. And so they bought a building that was essentially like right next to it. Mm -hmm. And they began building a mine uh, in December, digging and shit that would get them underneath the House of Lords. Wow, that's very elaborate. Yes. And so... So they went from zero to 100. Oh, yeah, they did. So this is when one of the conspirators um, made the purchase of 36 barrels of gunpowder, which was, give or take, about one and a half tons of gunpowder. And they had used, like, firewood and coal or whatever to, like, hide it. But essentially, they had dug their way underneath Parliament and were essentially, like, in the basement of Parliament. Right. Right. This seems like a total breach of security. How the fuck do you let that slip? I don't know. But whatever. It was 1605. Maybe we'll let it slide. I mean, it's also, it's not only is it 1605, it's because it's 1605 that they're not thinking of people breaking into the basement. Yeah. No, that's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. And, you know, to blow it up. Even more difficult to do in 1605, I would imagine. So I know when I first heard this and was reading these numbers, I was like, I don't know that one and a half tons of gunpowder would blow up a building. So I really didn't think that this plan would work. But whatever. Okay. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now, in May of 1605, everything was finalized. It was done. Fox was essentially in charge of checking on the gunpowder, making sure that everything was untouched and every the plan was still going to go according to plan. Um, and King James I, his wife and his child, would all go and they would meet with Parliament on November 5th, 1605. So according to the con conspirators... Everything had been going very well according to plan. No one knew anything. Everything was very hush-hush. No secrets were let out. No, there were no loose lips in this this band of conspirators. Ah, no, for, Ju no Judases. Except for one. <gasps> no. That's right. I mean, I, okay. Uh, yeah. It's also, they're trying to so, blow people up, so I guess I shouldn't. Essentially, one person, one of the conspirators, his brother-in-law was one of the lords that would be meeting Oof. at the House of Lords. He was one of the lords. He was one of the lords. And so he wrote him a letter, essentially not not stating that it's going to blow up or anything, but basically saying, don't come. 
<laughs> Don't show up. I see. I just feel like there was a chiller way for you to do that. I'm not for blowing people up or anything. Just devil's advocate. You yeah. could have been like, hey, I need you to do me a favor way over there today. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, brother-in-law, will yeah. you fetch me an horse <laughs> from over yonder? I don't know. He wrote him a letter and I'm not going to read the whole letter. I'm going to read a part of it. Oh, okay. Can you read it in an accent? Of course. Of course. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> My lord. No, I'm not going to do that. Do it! <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Just try harder I can't. than I that. I just can't do it. Do it. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to read it verbatim. I'm going to say it like Jake would. Okay. Because that's easier for me. Oi, brother. Out of the love that I bear for you. No, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Can't you do it. You were doing so well. No, hard pass. <laughs> Essentially. Out of the love. <laughs> no, no. He basically is saying that he cares for his brother-in-law and he doesn't want him to lose his life. He says, you should, I advise that you shift your attendance at parliament uh, for a plan Hold on. For for God and man have concurred to punish the wickedness. He then goes on to say, um, he says uh, in the letter uh, that Parliament will receive a terrible blow. So a pun, really? Yeah, he threw a pun in there, Great. which is awesome. Basically, so his the brother-in-law, okay, Lord Monteagle, got this on October twenty-sixth of sixteen oh five. Yeah, it was written anonymously. We technically don't know who wrote it for him but it was clearly his brother-in-law who was a part of the, one of the conspirators, okay? Um, he got this letter and was like, wow, holy shit, it sounds like something's gonna happen. And so he immediately turned to the king <laughs> and oh, was no. like, hey, I received this letter and shit's gonna go down. So uh, on November the 4th, King James was shown the letter. It finally got to him, okay? Mm -hmm. And apparently he is a very, very wise king because they had his advisors were saying they need to go search the house of lords they need to make sure it's all safe and blah 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 and he said no do not do anything you wait so we will be meeting november 5th at let's just say noon check the house of lords at 11 o'clock just before is it because we will be catching what they're doing when they are planning to do it not before it's happened and they're maybe they're not even there yet right so fucking genius ass king apparently uh very easily Okay, on November the 5th, they discovered, oh, sorry, no, the night of November the 4th, because I guess they're meeting like first thing in the morning. So the night of November the 4th, they had discovered the gunpowder. Guy Fox was caught and arrested. Right. And now that he was arrested, they began interrogating him and they didn't do so in a nice way. You know, in the 1600s, that wasn't really how they went about interrogating. Yeah. Not nicely. No, they, they weren't. So now Catesby, remember, he was the one who started this whole plot. Right. He got word that everything was going to shit. So so he was telling his other homies, like, hey, we got to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Okay. All the other conspirators are like, yo, like they got Guy Fox. He knows our names. It's only a matter of time before he says everything. We got to go. Unfortunately, they didn't go fast enough. So Catesby and his fellow uh, conspirators, mm -hmm. right, who had put all the risk in this were caught. Right. The... Uh, King had ordered for them to be brought in for questioning. Unfortunately, Catesby and another conspirator, I believe it was uh, Thomas Percy, um, were both killed before they could be brought in. So 
they they did not get interrogated or whatever. Okay, but hold on, because about a year later, right after they they had caught almost every other conspirator, okay. no one escaped. Catesby and Percy are dead. Guy Fox is still alive. He was tortured, questioned, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year later, they had a trial. They were all obviously found guilty and sentenced to death um, because Catesby and Percy, two of the conspirators, um, had already been killed. They exhumed their corpses and decapitated them and put their heads on spikes outside of the House of Lords. Wow. Yes. That's, I mean, that's kind of badass, but also, whoa. Um, then on January 30th, so in, in uh, it must be 1606 or 1607, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four of the other conspirators were tied to wooden panels and were dragged through the crowded streets of London. Ah. Okay. Now, after they were done being dragged, they were then told to climb a scaffold, beg the spectators for forgiveness. If they refused, then bad things would happen. Oh, no. They refused. Um, So they were then stripped of their clothing. They were forced to climb a ladder and place their head through a noose. Okay. Uh They were pushed off of said ladder. Mm-hmm. and were dangling and were being hanged. Yes. But before they could die from hanging, they were cut loose. Then they were castrated, Ugh. disemboweled, and quartered. Oh my God. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know what quartered means, it means they remove your four limbs um, uh. with force, not with a cut. Right. They essentially rip your arms and legs off. Yes. And you bleed to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds like after being disemboweled, that's probably already what's happening. I so mean, I don't know if it was like, you may have died from all that other stuff, but they're going to do this anyway. Basically, the the hanging that was supposed to be happening was essentially just to make you weak enough to not really be able to fight back. Yikes. As they cut your dick and balls off. Uh, which is when you really begin to bleed out. Then disembowel you. Definitely then, bleeding out. And then rip all of your limbs off. Yeah. So you're dead before they're able to do like remove your limbs from your torso. I would imagine so. Uh, Well, anyway, the next day, (laughs) uh, a bunch of other uh, conspirators were now going to be executed, uh, Guy Fawkes being one of them. Now, uh, one of the conspirators kind of knew what was gonna happen, right? He expected the worst. And so he did not wait for the hangman. He instead jumped from the gallows, hoping that he would die. He didn't. He was castrated, disemboweled, and quartered. Now. Guy Fox apparently a little smarter than the other guy. All he right. waited for the noose to be on his neck before he leaped in such a fashion that his neck broke as he was falling, so he was not tortured more. Right. Okay, so at least there was that. Um, now, for some weird fucking reason that I do not understand, uh, they kind of made like a whole thing about it. The, like, and by, by they, I mean the British government in like 1606, right, when everyone was executed, decided we're gonna name November the 5th as Guy Fawkes Day. And it was essentially a, a day of public thanksgiving or something. For for what? That's what didn't make sense to me. If this would have happened like a hundred years later or something, then sure, I guess I would, maybe it's a new government, but it's the same king, same everybody. They named it Guy Fawkes Day and essentially in the streets of England, they light bonfires, they shoot fireworks, and they carry, quote, guys through the streets. So I think it was supposed to be like a celebration of their demise? Like the 
triumph of their monarch over treasonous schemers? Scum? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. All right. Uh, also, I mean... It's also referred to as uh, Bonfire Day or Bonfire Night. Okay. Which they still do today. Apparently, November the 5th in England, they light bonfires and shoot fireworks. All right. I mean, whatever. In celebration of... Of... Hanging... Catholics castrating. being hanged. <laughs> and castrated and disemboweled and quartered. Right. Yeah. Yay! Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs> um... So remember I told you that I did not think that the gunpowder would be enough to actually blow up that building? Okay. Well, apparently neither did a documentary and, or whoever the fuck made a documentary that was called The Gunpowder Plot Exploding the Legend. Ooh. Um, this was in 2005. They had created, and I don't know how the fuck they got the money for this, but they created a full-size replica, like a one-for-one -one scale of the House of Lords. They placed the, um, they only placed one ton. So they're missing about half a ton of gunpowder, but they put one ton of gunpowder yeah. underneath, which would be about the basement level and whatnot. And they lit it and they watched as not only would the force have killed every single person in the building, the building itself would have simply turned to dust and would have collapsed and fallen and would have been gone. Oh my God. Now, I don't even know if they knew that this would happen. Well, I think the fact I that think they, they just hoped. purchased as much as they did was because they thought how much would we need to make a big explosion? Let's multiply that by 10. Maybe. I don't know. But it was uh, apparently a really big explosion. I watched a little video of it. It was wild. It's kind of cool. I didn't think gunpowder would, I mean, cause that big of an explosion. I thought it just lights, like, whoosh, mm -hmm. and goes out. I don't know. I mean, no, it's obviously explosive. Sure, but I didn't think it would blow up a fucking building, even if there's a ton of it. Oh, literally. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but yeah. So that is the end, Jessica. That's why I said, interesting. Fun little 10, 15 minute story. I would not watch a television show about it. No, you're right. It's it's interesting enough, but not exciting. No, it's just a notorious I bet you, scheme. I guarantee if you were to watch it. Now, I don't know this, but I'm sure I'm right. If you watch the show, they all of the story. It's like 10% gunpowder plot, 90% character development. Character or development <laughs> and infighting and personal drama and dramatized events that are barely historical working up to the actual event. And then the climax is, you know, oh, you know, it's time. We're going to blow up the fucking Lord House. The, the House of Lords. Oh, gotcha. And um, then it doesn't happen and it ends with them. It ends like the first season of Game of Thrones. Just just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they if basically if their plan would have worked, they would have straight up surseed the House of Lords mm -hmm. from Game of Thrones. You brought up Game of Thrones. Joffrey. She, she blew the shit up out of that fucking they really, church. They beheaded Sean Bean and they put his head on a spike they outside did. the castle walls, remember? They did. They put all their heads on spikes, by the way. Mm -hmm. And even the nanny. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about these guys, the real oh. guys. Oh. Yeah, all their no, heads you told were on me that, spikes. That they even like exhumed the like- The people that would have been dead for a previously year. Previously <laughs> buried <laughs> people and took their heads. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> that makes me think, remember that story I told that one time of a Pope that had the body of a previous Pope exhumed so that he could like take him to court? No. You don't remember that? No. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. Yeah. There's like a painting, like a, a really old painting of him like pointing accusingly at a skeleton. <laughs> he took a Pope corpse to, to, to fucking court? Yeah. He was the, the Pope of that day and he exhumed the Pope prior who was already just bones and put him in a chair in court and accused him of, I don't know, 
being shitty at other things. What was his plea? (laughs) (laughs) Did he plead the fifth? He uh, remained silent. Ah, that's his right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, he does have the right to remain silent. So good for him. He was he remained silent and made no plea at all. Huh. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah. Who would have saw that coming? (laughs) Well, all right. I guess it's time for the break. It is time for the break. So I was talking to a coworker the other day. Okay. Like maybe three days ago. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about a song or something from like REM. And so we're talking about music and they brought up like, oh, what's that band that everyone hates? And I was like, oh, Nickelback. Nickelback. Everyone hates Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were laughing. They're like, why does everyone hate Nickelback? And I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, there's no reason to hate them. They're just, they're okay. They're just not good. They're just not good. You know, they're, but they're whatever. And so- they pull up Nickelback on their phone and they click their most famous song. Oh no. And it plays for maybe five seconds. Like Rockstar or something? Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. Okay. Uh, but the song starts maybe five seconds in, stops. And they're like, I hate this. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, and so it made me think, why the fuck does everyone hate Nickelback? Why do you hate Nickelback, Jessica? Do you hate Nickelback? Um, I didn't for a long time. I never bought any songs, but it was more like at this point, every song sounds the same. It all just sounds like the same song to me. They do. I I made you sit and listen to their top eight songs. Yeah. And they're all very similar. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know why then, but having done that, I now know that that's one of the things I don't like about them. Yeah. Also the lyrics are weak. Yeah, my thought is that their lyrics are fucking lame and weak. And also, lead singer, he's just not good. Oh, I don't think he's I don't think it's that. I think he's fine. He's no, he's okay. He knows what he's doing. He's just lacking, you know, talent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about music. It's just that's my observation. Every song kind of sounds like they changed the tempo and vibe of the song you already, the song you just the heard. The song before. you already heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, little, little fun, fun little fact about Nickelback. Um, this is going to sound nerdy as shit, but in one of my statistics, statistics classes, we're talking about correlations. Sure. And they were saying correlations are like really not that usable, right? Okay. They're not that trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of their prime examples was, uh, if you are a fan of Nickelback, there is no correlation to you having green hair. <laughs> but if you have green hair, you're probably a Nickelback. There is a strong correlation that you are a big fan of Nickelback. <laughs> so if you see anyone with green hair, fucking throw tomatoes at them or something because they like Nickelback. I, I'll just ask out of curiosity. They probably got a Nickelback tattoo. Like a lower back tattoo? Probably like a tramp stamp. Uh huh. It says rock star. It's got a little, little line of Coke or something. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Maybe. I can't think of another Nickelback song. (laughs) Scheme. Gosh, don't you just, don't you just despise schemers? I do. They just, they just plot. Just always scheming. They scheme and they, they just, they just plan just, just terrible. You know, I don't trust schemers. And I'd never buy from them. No, I wouldn't either. Mm-mm. Don't trust their products. You know whose products I do trust? Whose? 
Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us just like we love you. Yeah. Can you think of a movie you've seen seven times? Oh, a few, probably. At least seven times, I guess. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I've seen that. I've seen that more than seven times. So I actually got that from um, like one of those chain quote tweet sort of things on Twitter where it's like, you know, think oh, of a like movie. like a trend right now. Yeah. yeah think, well, not really, but just like just one of those things like for fun, it's getting passed around. Um Think of a movie you've seen at least seven times and then don't say anything. Just post a GIF from that movie. And so that was what was going around. Um, my, the movie I chose was Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Oh, nice. It was the scene where that little guy who looks like the Monopoly man. Oh, he's has, got the monocle. He's got his monocle. And, and he's then, got like the tall ass wife wearing yeah, a fox the skin. The tall lady wearing furs and feathers and stuff. And he yeah. goes, who is this ghastly man? That part. <laughs> and Hanso got like super judgmental with me. Why? Because he commented on it and he was like, ooh, what's this? It looks delightful. And I said, it's Ace Ventura when nature calls. And he was like, I feel tricked. What a fool. <laughs> and he got really like, he like poo-pooed. He looked down his nose at me. It's because stupid Appalachian Mountain Man hasn't watched, hasn't owned a TV for like his whole fucking life. He finally bought one. And doesn't watch Ace Ventura when nature calls because it's too old. Okay. No, now he's a movie expert. Okay, whatever. Not by choice. Okay. But Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, because it was always playing. It's always, it was always on. It's always on, um, I mean, I don't even know, some movie channel. Yeah, always. Like yeah. if I'm scrolling through channels and there's nothing to watch, mm-hmm. I can just watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's always there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I did watch that many times. Oh, um, not because I wanted to, forced on me. Uh, my best friend's wedding. My best friend's wedding. Julia Roberts, Cameron Diaz, something, something McDermott. I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay. Um, it's it's okay. It's a romantic comedy. Huh. It's mom's favorite movie ever. Okay. Um, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, really? Uh huh. I really like. I've seen it. Shaun of the Dead that it, many I had, times. I had a little phase where I thought Sean Pegg was that Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Simon Simon Pegg was just foxy. Just, just the hottest There's man. Just something so fine <laughs> about his like his little British body. 
Okay. I thought he was he was good stuff. Oh my god. He was in my whatever what was, it is, my female version of a spank bank. What, what was that movie? That? What? Uh uh Oh, that's a fun challenge. Uh-huh. He was part of he was a he was made a part of one of my flick picks. Oh, I mean every single Tarantino movie. I've seen far too many times. Oh, Same with all the Harry Potter movies. When I was in my um my breaking Benjamin phase, <laughs> I oh. watched Blade Trinity probably like at least seven times. Wow. Yeah, no, Blade I thought I thought Trinity. I was really cool and unique for loving that movie. I mean, you were <laughs> really unique <laughs> for loving that movie. <laughs> Whatever. I was like fourteen. It was a really bad movie, Jessica. I thought it was incredible. Also, that was when I first noticed Ryan Reynolds. I was like, but I also probably watched that seven times because did you see Jessica Biel? Of course I saw her. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And also, um, oh God. Um, what was the name of his, she played a vampire in <gasps> it. She was his like ex-girlfriend and oh, she she's so hot. Tortured him. Ah, uh, something about her is just so sexy. Right. It was like, it, it like rhymes or something. It's P probably totally off. Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Hell yeah. She's in Scream 3, baby. <laughs> Parker Posey. She's just got it going on. Yeah, she does. Something Honestly, about her. I swear, one scene, just like a few seconds that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I have no idea why, by the way. And it's created such an envy, like a body envy in oh, me. Okay. There's this scene where she walks out in these like slutty heels or something. Yeah. But for no reason, the, well, for a reason, the camera zooms in on her fucking calf muscles. Oh, she's got big calf muscles. Like, God, like she's got rocks under her skin. And I saw it as a little like 14 year old. And I was like, wow. You took a little, I, took a little flick pick, uh -huh. did you? <laughs> I want to have calves like that. The labyrinth, you know. Oh, shit. I haven't seen it quite seven times. It's been at least, it's probably been seven or eight for me, if not like pushing 10 or 10. You gonna make your kids watch it? They already have. <laughs> Do you wanna make them watch it again? Yeah. Third time? Yeah. Um, you know, I love, I love The Labyrinth and when I was younger, I loved it for many reasons. Yeah, was it because of David Bowie's fucking bulge, bulging bulge? You know, it was just such an interesting experience. I've I had at that point never seen a man wearing so much makeup before and like glitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then it showed him from the waist down, and I was like, oh. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that was where my my love for Jennifer Connelly started. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a little child. Of course. She was also a child, so that's okay. Um, but no, I've just always had a thing for Jennifer Connelly. Something about her face. No, she's beautiful. Yeah. Very yeah. into Jennifer Connelly. Mm -hmm. I think everybody is. Never quite into David Bowie, though, so. Well, you're a loss. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this like trend on, I think on TikTok, but I saw it on Instagram reels okay, of young people recording while they tell their parents like, oh my gosh, this celebrity, celebrity yeah. is dead at this age. And uh -huh. the, you know, it's the reaction of the parents like freaking the fuck out. Dropping to their knees and sobbing. Yeah. Uh, who would it be for you? Who, if you heard this person was dead at blah, blah, blah age, who would get you to be like, no, like, oh man, like, are you fucking kidding? Well, you know, like, like, but 
not, I mean, you're not going to sit no, there and it, cry it, like these like people were. like an extreme reaction. Yeah. But like, like who would get you? Huh. If Lady Gaga died, I'd be pretty upset. Oh man. That's a good one. I mean, not, you know what I mean? Not an extreme reaction. I don't know her in person. I'd just be super bummed. Okay. I want you to name two people, a musician it, and an actor. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to guess, how old is Gary Oldman? 78. Okay, so you think he's really old. 60. Are you? Did you know that? Am I wrong? I, oh, my guess I, is, I just wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed like my guess early is, 60s. My guess is 78. Only because I've never checked up on his age, so I'm assuming it's way higher than I think. I would have said early 60s. How old is he? He's 65. Oh, that's relief. We still got an, at least, we got a solid 10 years of Oldman. I, I, ideally 20. Uh, probably 20 because he's got money. So he's going to live a long time. But I mean, like, what if he gets like, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's and he just can't act anymore? I feel like he would matter less to me. Then. It's Gary Oldman. He can just act like he doesn't have it. Oh, true. He he's a care. Do- he is a character actor. He can do whatever he, <laughs> he wants. He can do that. I believe that authentically. He can just act like he doesn't have Alzheimer's anymore. And His acting skills in consideration. We've got another 30 years. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Maybe 40. He's going to be Gary Oldest Man. (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible joke. I don't know why you laughed at that. And we're back from the break. That's right. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. Is it my turn? Can I I spin the wheel? Do it. All right. Remember, these are TJ schemes. Here we go. You have to steal the original script of Spider-Man 3, signed by T-Mags. Yay. Who are your two other heistmen or heist women? Like who's helping me steal it? I'm assuming that the Spider-Man, original script of Spider-Man 3, signed by T-Mags, is... T-Mags is in reference to who? You know who. Whom? You know exactly whom. Jess, you've actually already said his name this episode and it made me cringe. Toby Maguire. Shut up. Yes, that's who we're talking about. Anyway, so he signed the original Spider-Man 3 script and apparently it's in some place that requires a whole heist, a whole scheming heist to, to get to it. You get to choose. You get two other accomplices. Uh-huh. Okay. Who is it? Who's helping you? Um. I'm just going to go because I know my answer. Go ahead. All right. So... My, I'm going to have a heistman and a heist woman. Sure. My, my co-heistman uh, is going to be Tom Cruise. Now, I chose him for a specific reason. It's because he, he did does all his, his own stunts. He does his own stunts. Impossible. Yeah, he does his own stunts. He gets very, very into character. Can he pick a lock? I'd put money that he could, you know? I, I think he'd be a very useful aid in stealing this script. The next one's a wild card, okay? Okay. Jodie Foster. Ooh. Yeah. Why is that? You know, I just feel like she'd be- She uh, could help you? She could help me. And I, I don't, I can't put my finger on as to why. All right. I just know she can. Okay. You know? Sure. See, also, I, something about the way her, she pronounces her S's makes me really want to have a conversation with her. Shh. Or what? Shh. Whatever. Stop. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. I thought I thought Jodie Foster was here for a second. <laughs> Got a little scared. Yeah. Well, I'm really good at impressions. Are you? I've been told. Okay. Also, she was in that movie with Forrest Whitaker and Panic Room. Panic Room. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Love that movie. Not that that really helps her case in any way. I just feel like she would help me, you know, in my heist. Yeah. Yes, I could see that. See, I thought a bit more strategically. Okay. Only in that I thought of two people that could possibly help me instead of just one. Oh, okay. And not in a vague way. Like, I feel like they could, but they have references. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Interesting. Yeah. Because she was in this movie with Sean Connery where she did slutty yoga to get around laser beams. Okay. That were protecting a room that had some kind of thing in it that she was supposed to steal. So you you think that she can do slutty yoga again if I need be? I know for a fact, because I've seen it with my eyes, if there are laser beams keeping us out of a room with this script in it, she'll be able to get around it. See, that's where Tom Cruise would do it for me. He would get around it. I know, but you already picked him. And I never watched any Mission Impossible movie. So I haven't seen it myself. I'm not going to lie. You're not missing out. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun, but they're not good. Right. Well, so Catherine Zeta-Jones, because I know if there are lasers, she's got it covered. Okay, that's fair. And then I, this is another one. Yes, there are references. I know for a fact he's very talented, but I don't know how those talents will come into play. He's okay. My, he's my wild card. Okay. Your wild card was Jody is Foster. Jodie Foster. My wild card is an actor whose name I don't remember. <laughs> okay. But he he was Darth Maul. Oh shit! I don't remember his name either. He was also Toad in X Men. Yeah, he he also played a character in Heroes for a minute there. I think he died. I didn't watch far enough in to see him. Oh, trust me, you were you weren't missing out. No, that I, show, it just that it show started getting, turned into shit. It got a little complex and it got very old for me. All right. I just looked it up. I figured out his name. Ray Park. Ray Park. Yep. He is the face of Darth Maul. Right. See, Apparently not the voice, though. Did Darth Maul speak? Very seldom, I think Like, I like once or twice. Uh, he also played Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe movies, but his face is covered. I never watched it, so. Oh, you also weren't missing anything. <laughs> I heard. So I choose Ray Park because his choreography in Star Wars was exceptional. Okay. I just feel like he's a renaissance man. I f he seems like one of those people who ha like knows a little bit about like a lot of stuff. Right. So I bet we will run into something that he can help us with, you know, where Catherine Zeta is, it's much more focused. You know, she has a much more exact skill, the laser beams. Okay. Which I'm sure we'll run into. And then Ray Park can just cover everything else probably. He can probably do backflips and shit. Yeah. If need be. Mm -hmm. um, so I just looked him up on his IMDb. Do you remember the really old uh, Mortal Kombat movies? Yes. From like literally 95 and 97. Yeah. Um, well, in the second one, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh-huh. Um, he played Raptor number three. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that movie was so bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I did love it as a kid, though. Oh, I, I did. I oh thought it was fantastic. Was That's the one with like the weird centaur guy, right? Yep. And the, the bald like. That's the one that like the opening scene is Johnny Cage getting his neck snapped. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, another really shitty movie that he was in that I loved as a child. Uh, Ballistic X versus Sever. Do you remember that one? Oh, my God. It was somehow I, it was a uh, what Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. My God. I and they fought each other. I don't remember that. Yep. But I feel um, like watching it would be very arousing as an adult. It is. It was a really bad movie. Oh, maybe not then. Like was even it as made for children. No, 
It's a it's an adult movie. This versus Sever sounds like something you would call a child's movie because they wouldn't think very much about the title. No, it's rated R. Tasked with destroying each other, an FBI agent and rogue DIA agent soon discover that a much bigger enemy is at work. Okay. Yeah, Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. He's X. She's Sever. Okay. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, just to let you know, IMDb rated it the same as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not a good movie. But it could still be fun. It could be. Maybe we'll watch it for uh, Three Shot Cinema because I don't remember what happens. Okay. We haven't had an action movie. I feel like, oh, I, I want to change my answer. What? I thought of someone way better. Who are you replacing? I'm keeping Catherine Zeta. If we, if there are any lizards, we really, really need her. Okay, so Ray Park is gone. So that whole, the whole rant that we just went on was yeah. useless. Yeah. Well, who is it? Who is it then? Gary Oldman, because he could pretend to be anyone. <laughs> he would just chameleon his way. <laughs> he could be Tobey Maguire <laughs> and just get the script. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. That's that's fair. It just occurred to me, why didn't you choose like someone who knows how to fly a helicopter or Why something? didn't you choose like Willem Dafoe? Because <laughs> well, if, if you guys, if security is like, hey, what are you doing? He just pulls down his pants. <laughs> well, Game over. They're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> What's funny is they could just, just the, just the fact that we named celebrities, they'd be like, oh, totally <laughs> big A-list celebrities here to see T Toby Maguire. That makes sense. No, see, that's why, that's why I bring Tom Cruise because he would take this very seriously. You if know, security guards were like, hey, what are you doing? He would kill them. He I, would kill those security guards. I hear that he and Jake Gyllenhaal are pretty close buds. Okay. So if you enlisted Jake Gyllenhaal's help and somehow he is like sworn to help you get this this um, script. Okay. He totally could. Like, they probably know each other's, like, like Netflix passwords and everything. Like Netflix and HBO. And, Damn, well, they're that close? That's what, I, that's what I think. What, are they, like, they got, like, a blood bond or some shit? Like, why would, why would Tom Cruise help me just because Jake Gyllenhaal is helping me? I didn't say he'd help you because Jake Gyllenhaal is. I said Jake Gyllenhaal, if he was helping you... He probably knows all of Tobey Maguire's personal information and could just get it anyway. Oh, I thought you were saying that Jake and Tom were friends. You're saying Jake and Toby. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to be associated with any of Toby's friends. But Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty cool. Maybe. But he's if he's if his best friend is, is T-Mags, I'm done. I'm over. I didn't say they were best friends. Gross. I said they were probably really good buddies. You said they share passwords, Jessica. I bet they do. Disgusting. Hate him. Oh, man. Okay. Jessica, uh, <laughs> yes. your schemes are up. Okay. It is time. It's no, time. No more scheming team ags into my life. Right. You need to scheme your way into your, your story. Well, that wasn't my scheme. That was TJ's scheme. Because well, he sent in all these wheel spins. TJ needs to stop stop his scheming. Okay. Well, we're going to work into my scheme. The story I'm actually going to be telling this week was recommended to me by a listener. She goes by Persephone online. Uh-huh. Um, so she had reached out to me Uh tagged me in something and I guess there was, you know, some super crazy crime in Massachusetts and it's the hot topic right now. Is it? And to the people in Massachusetts, apparently. Oh, okay. I was she, like, I haven't heard about anything I'm pretty going sure down. she's one of them. Um, oh yeah. She's from Boston. Well, I mean, I don't know how they speak in Massachusetts. I, I, I think, don't think I could. Think Mark Wahlberg. Park the car. Yeah. yeah Park the car Boston. in the yard. Yeah. Well, you from Southie? That's all I got. <laughs> oh, no. Think, uh, what's his name? Is that Joy I hear? <laughs> what's that sound back there? Is that Joy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill Burr? Bill Burr. He's, <laughs> he's Boston as fuck. Okay. 
So yeah, she had reached out to me and asked me to cover it. Cover it with what? My voice. My voice. <laughs> <laughs> my voice and my two in. Okay, enough of the inside jokes. Go, no, Jessica. We're deleting that because no one will get it. Shut up. Okay, so I took a look at everything that's been going on in this story that was recommended. And I'm going to walk through the information in the order that it was received, like to the media and the public. Okay. And this is as best I could put together, but I think it did a pretty good job timeline-wise. So January 4th, 2023. Oh, shit. Yes. Very recent. Just three weeks ago. Yeah. Tishman Spire, which is a real estate company in Washington, D.C., contacts police in Cohasset, Massachusetts, to report their employee, Anna Walsh, missing after they received a call from her husband asking about her. Uh Uh-oh. Her family lived in Cohasset, but Anna worked in D.C., Um, So she had returned to Cohasset to be with her husband and their three sons for the holidays and was supposed to have flown back for work January 3rd, but never showed up. And when her husband called Tishman Spire saying that she wasn't home, that's when they started to get worried about her. Okay. So Cohasset police go to speak to her husband, Brian Walsh, to ask him about the last time that he'd seen her. So he said that they hosted a New Year's Eve party at their home January 1st that the last guest was a very close family friend. They left at 1.30 a.m. And that between 4 and 6 a.m., she had told him that there was some emergency involving one of the properties that she manages. Not manages, but it was in the process of trying to sell. And so she had to fly back out to D.C. two days early. So she secured a rideshare to Logan Airport by 6 a.m. And that was, he said he was asleep when she left. She probably said goodbye to him in the house and then left. Okay. So Cohasset police go to the Walsh home that day to ask him all these questions. And when they did, they noticed something strange. Because the husband did it. Because the husband always does it. We can't know that. Of course. Of course we can't. But before they were actually able to ask him all these questions, they're just walking up to the house. And they see that the seats in the couple's Volvo were down and covered in a plastic liner. Okay. Like a tarp? Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Sure. No big, no big deal, though. There maybe, was nothing maybe else they were, in there. Maybe they were moving firewood. It could have been, you know? Maybe maybe he hit a deer. Ugh. He had to Did transport it to the vet without, you know, making a big old mess. You don't want to get blood in your Volvo. Well, it's also, it's dirty, you know, a deer. Yeah, I don't want that parasites in Probably, my Volvo. They have a lot of money, so you want the Volvo to stay clean. Of course. So the cops hear this story about the emergency trip back to D.C. two days early that the rideshare was what she took to get to Logan Airport. But they look into that, and she never got into a rideshare. Yeah, that seems like a very easy thing to be able to track. Yeah, and she was never on a flight. So that story is quashed. also a very easy thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That story is quashed. So between the 4th of January and the 6th of January, they try to track Anna Walsh's cell phone, and they find that it had been either in or around the area of her home in Cohasset, her house, until 3.14 a.m. January 2nd, when it was turned off. No activity since then on her credit or debit cards. Because she put it in airplane mode Mm -hmm. because she was flying. Because of the flight. Now, legitimately, at this point, she could have just left. She just left her husband and her kids? Maybe she had said, oh, work emergency, I have to leave two days early. But really, she's, you know. She's she's fucking Jeremy from the fourth floor? something, you know. And just, I don't know, didn't go through the airport that he thought. I don't know. Maybe she's at someone's house. 
and it's in Massachusetts. She hasn't actually left Massachusetts. Maybe. January 6th. And, and she's fucking her neighbor. That's why it said that her phone was right next to her house. Could have been. January 6th and 7th. Cohasset Police, Massachusetts State Police, and other agencies searched several locations for any trace of Anna, and that includes a canine search through a wooded area near the Walsh's home, which was the area where her cell phone had pinged. So they don't find anything at all. They turn up nothing helpful. But surveillance footage reviewed to verify Brian Walsh's whereabouts at the time of her disappearance. Okay. Didn't check out. I mean, wasn't he just at home? Asleep? No. He said that after the party, he had taken a trip to CVS. Oh. And to Whole Foods. And that he was out for not very long, under an hour or something like that. Then went back home, went to sleep. And that the last he saw of her was her maybe waking him up to say goodbye. And then that was it. Okay. But he didn't mention that he'd actually been to Home Depot. Oh. Yes. What was he getting at Home Depot? Well, surveillance from the security cameras at that Home Depot showed him pushing a cart around wearing a black surgical mask, blue surgical gloves, and also showed him paying $450 in cash for brushes, mops, tarp, buckets, goggles, and a hatchet before leaving the store. Okay, so a man needs to do some projects at home that require said items, and he's worried about COVID. So he's got a mask and gloves on. No big deal. Maybe he's just going to do a lot of cleaning while yeah, she's away. Probably. Maybe he wants to surprise her. Right. They also noted he purchased towels, bath mats, men's clothes, and also took a trip to Lowe's where he purchased squeegees and a trash can. Once again, you went to Home Depot and Lowe's. I don't know. Pick one. Maybe you there know was what I mean? a sale on squeegees. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. So the next day, I believe that's January 5th at this point. Okay. An investigator said that Walsh's, Brian Walsh's cell phone data showed that he had traveled around. Looking the, for his wife. Oh, the next day after her disappearance. Oh, okay. His cell phone data showed that he had traveled around to an apartment complex in a different town. The footage from their security cameras showed that he had exited his car near a dumpster carrying what looked to be a very heavy garbage bag. Okay. And he threw it into the dumpster and he left it. Then went to two more complexes. One of them, the apartment complex in which his mother lives, and threw bags into their dumpsters as well. January 8th, Brian Walsh is arrested. <laughs> yeah. Looks pretty bad. Uh, he's charged with misleading an investigation at this point. There's nothing they can really they didn't, they charge didn't, him with other than that. They didn't go investigate the trash? They did. But at this point, they need to arrast... I mean, I assume this is... Oh, maybe like the trash was already picked up, so it's gone. Well, we're going to get there. So they arrest him. This is all very fishy, very suspect, and he's definitely lied to the cops. Probably. Well, he has. He left out all of these other places he'd been to to include you know, driving around to random trash bins. Is that illegal though? He wasn't under oath. They're, I mean, I'm really not sure. They're investigating her disappearance. And at least in Massachusetts, you can charge someone with misleading an investigation. So okay, that's what he's charged with. January 9th. Um, he is arraigned. I forget what that means. I did look it up. I have forgotten already. So he pled not guilty to it. It's, even yeah, though there's proof you, that he did. You make your plea and then I think they set, they set bail at that time. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's what happens. They begin a search of his home. I'm pretty sure on this day. And during his arraignment in his home, they find blood in his basement. 
two knives, one of them bloody and damaged, and an analysis of the Volvo, the one that was lined with plastic. Yeah. They find blood in that as well. Once again, maybe he hit a deer. Maybe he hit a deer and he cut it up. Maybe he he was going to eat it. Hunted a deer. Could have been. January 9th and 10th. Investigators reportedly find 10 trash bags after looking throughout these apartment complexes in which he had left many. Or maybe this is in his house, actually. No, it's not. Uh, They find 10 trash bags. The trash bags contain a lot of not chill things. Like what kind of not chill things? So in addition to many incriminating Google searches... (laughs) What? ...that he conducted from his son's iPad. How to get away with murder. Well, we'll get to that. They also recovered in these trash bags towels, rags, slippers, a Tyvek suit. I don't know what that is. Um, you know the white zip-up suits that um, like CIA, CIA like crime people show up in, like the forensic guys who put stuff in trash bags and Ziploc bags and stuff? You mean CSI? Is that what I said? No, you didn't say that, but is that what you meant? Did I say CIA? I think so. But like the, you know, you wear the suits. It almost looks like a hazmat suit, but it's hey, not yeah. It's uh, not fully enclosed. You also wear those when you're cooking meth. Yeah, he bought one of those. Okay. Tape, gloves, cleaning agents, Anna's Prada purse, carpets, rugs, hunter boots. I don't know if that's boots for hunting or hunter is a brand. Anna Walsh's COVID-19 vax card, a hatchet, cutting shears, and a broken portion of a necklace that belonged to Anna. He threw away her vax card? Yeah. And that's kind of fucked up. Like, probably needs that at work. I know. Like, wherever she's gone, she probably needed all these she things. She probably needed those Why things. Why did you break her necklace? She needed a necklace and her vax card and a purse. Mm-hmm. Those are gone. So they find blood belonging to Anna. And, well, it said DNA. I just assumed blood. It said DNA belonging to Anna and to Brian was found on the slippers, the Tyvek suit, and added that... Blood was definitely found inside the trash bags. Yeah, I don't think they actually pull DNA from blood. Okay. DNA would be more like saliva, hair, bodily fluids, hair. Okay. Um, I think I think when they match blood, they match blood types. Are you sure? I'm not sure. I really thought you could get uh, you could do a DNA test with blood. Now I didn't think you could for a while, but I thought I don't know. Recently, they've been able to do that. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, know. it would make sense. I just feel like that's not true. So the Google searches from the iPad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was really excited about those. Yeah, he did some Google searches. They began December 27th. Oh, that's uh, that's a few days before. That's... Yeah, he Googled, what's the best state to divorce for a man? Okay. So he's thinking about ending his marriage. But why would he travel to a different state for that? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe like how to, I don't know, complete a divorce with... I guess federally Without, it's all like, the same. losing so can... as much money or something. Okay. I'm really not sure. Anyway, he takes a break from that for a few days. But then January 1st at 4.55 a.m. Oh. He Googles how long before a body starts to smell. How oh. to stop a body from decomposing. How to embalm a body. 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. 6.25 a.m. How long for someone to be missing to inherit. Can you throw away body parts? What does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. 11.44 a.m. How to clean blood from wooden floor. Luminol to detect blood. 1.08 p.m. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I'm not done with the list. 
What the shit? That that's just January 1st. That is those are the most damning Google searches I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, no, he made a huge effort to did be he, informed, but didn't delete the history. I was like, did he not delete? Did he not? You can open a private tab. Yeah, there's no recordings of that. Right. Well, he didn't do that. And January 2nd, he Googled at 12.45 p.m. Hacksaw best tool to dismember. Can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? Oh, my God. January 3rd. What happens to hair on a dead body? What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? Can baking soda make a body smell good? What? I don't know. I think he wasn't sure. Well, I guess I... I, who knows? Who knows why he Googled those things? Maybe he's writing a crime novel. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps he is writing a crime novel. So January 11th, um, police try to track down the rest of the bags that he'd put in the uh, those. The apartment yeah, garbage just the, bins. The, the various bins. Um, and most of them. All but those 10 had been incinerated already. Oh. Yeah, rough. January 12th, a police report. Damn, they incinerate that shit? I guess, yeah, they did. Fuck, I mean, that's fucking genius, actually, then, if you think about it. You think he, like, anticipated that? I don't know. I mean, I've just gotten really lucky. But if he did anticipate it, that's, that's pretty fucking smart. I guess, yeah. I mean, if you're smart enough to plan for that, but not smart enough to remove the history, your search history from... Your son's yeah. iPad. Yeah, I take it back. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I so don't know. Smart. You know it, it, like maybe he planned for it, but just based off of his other choices, I don't know that he meant for that to happen. Um, so January twelfth, they're trying to obviously collect as much as possible against him as they okay. can. Right. Uh, and they find a police report had been filed in D.C. that showed in 2014 he had allegedly threatened to kill Anna and her friend while they were on a phone call. Uh, The report says they refer to them as C1 and S1. Not really sure what that means, but it says C1 reports that on listed date and time, S1 made a statement over the telephone that he was going to kill C1 and her friend. S1 now lives in Boston, Massachusetts. So that happened 2014, um, but it didn't really go anywhere because Anna had reported it, but then didn't want to press charges after. She dropped everything and wasn't cooperative, so they let it go. Well, because he, he probably said he was sorry. He probably was. He was probably, like, super sorry. Was, yeah. You know? It was just crazy. Just sometimes, maybe he just sees red sometimes. Love does that, you know? It does. It does. It blinds. Mm-hmm. It just sparks rage sometimes. So either way, um, Brian's looking really bad right now. And this makes him look even worse. So I'm I'm betting they're going to use this in court that she had made this report at all. Right. January 17th. Um, Norfolk District Attorney's Office says that he is now going to be charged with murder, assault with intent to murder, and disinterring a body without lawful authority. So they're counting on, based off those Google searches alone, it sounds like, that he, well, uh, his Google searches and purchases, that he dismembered her and got rid of her remains in those garbage bins that incinerated whatever was inside them. If I was on the jury... The purchases and the Google searches are pretty fucking damning. Yes. But there is no proof. There's no body. There's no There's no proof that she's dead. Nope. Even. There's no proof for anything. That's that's a tough one. He pled guilt, not guilty to all three. Totally innocent. So January 18th, he's arraigned for those three. It sounds like that's something that follows 
a not guilty plea. It, it follows an arrest. I'm just not sure exactly what it means. Like, what does that mean has happened is all. But it doesn't matter. Um, so he's arraigned on the charges of murder and improper transport of a body. Um, and he's due back in court February 9th. And that's the most we know right now. Unless something's happened since I did this research I mean, in the past, like, three, four days. Look, like I said, very, very, very damning case against him. Mm-hmm. But there's no proof in so anything. There are two parties with this right now. Like, like 50% of the people who have, like, left comments and stuff on the articles and have, like, started conversations on, like, Reddit and stuff are saying that this is, like, airtight. He's definitely going down. The other half are like, he's not going to. Like, yeah, it can be as obvious as you want, but there is no proof that anything has happened. Yeah. Only implications. So I mean, he's probably going to get away with this. I've heard of a a murder case on trial, and I won't go into the whole thing, but someone was on trial for shooting and killing another person. But the essentially like the key witness for it technically didn't witness the shooting. They were in another room or something, heard heard the shot, ran out and saw the body. And the man on trial was holding a gun, a smoking gun. <laughs> but that person was not found guilty. Oh, man. Because you could not prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. It's 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 a tough world out so, there. I don't I don't see Mr. Walsh going down for that evidence right there. Yeah. Now I'm assuming they have some other shit in their pocket that they're waiting to I hope so. to to use. Yeah. But just from what I heard, like I said, if I was on the jury, I wouldn't say it'd be on a reasonable doubt that he did it. Right. Sounds like he fucking did. It really sounds like I he did. I think he really fucking did. Yeah. You can't prove that. Yep. So they have been married since 2015. They had. Oh, so they got married right after he threatened to kill her. Um. Well, they were in love, so. Ah, oh, I always forget that part. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like a prank. Oh, it's like a joke. Like I'm gonna fucking like, kill you. I'm gonna and fucking she was kill like, you. Oh, you're scaring me. And then he was like, "You didn't let me finish." Unless you marry me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Was that in poor taste? <laughs> like, Maybe this is pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't know. If you're if you're that family, um, we'll give you a discount on some monkey shoulder. Or something. Oh, it's getting worse. I don't know. <laughs> we'll move on. So um, they have three little sons. Oh. Two, four, and six. Oh, and their mom is probably dead. And dad is, oh, he's probably not in prison or not in jail. He's um, probably I'm out. I'm actually not sure. They got money. He can probably afford bail. I don't know that they gave him one. Oh, you don't think they gave him bail? I thought I had read that. That's fucked up. That means they're living with a grandma and grandpa. That sucks. I'm not even sure about that. I don't know. Are they wards, wards of the state now? Really not sure. It's just so sad. Um, now, I guess she had a lot of friends. He didn't re- doesn't really talk to his family, and she is originally from Serbia. So oh. her family is there still. Um, she is close with them and talks with them all the time, and it looked like like maybe had visited them not, not long before all of this took place. Um, so she happened to have a lot of friends here, and I guess a lot of them are coming forward and like offering to take care of her boys and stuff like that, which is nice. Uh, and I have some interesting information that doesn't really have a lot to do with what happened, but it was so interesting. I wrote it down and decided that we were going to talk about it. Okay. Where, as all of this is going on, Brian is actually under house arrest. Like he was on house arrest during New Year's? Yeah. For? Selling two fake 1978 Andy Warhol paintings. He's doing art fraud? Art fraud. 
I looked at them, by the way. They're not good. Where did where did that come from? I don't. What do you mean? I don't know. Jessica, I didn't expect art fraud in this Neither whole did thing. I. So he did sell them successfully, by the way. And I somehow they were able to confirm that they were fake. So now he's under house arrest for that. I mean, those, that must be millions of dollars that he sold them for. No, it was 80 grand to someone in California and 145 grand to someone in France. Oh, they deserve it. Why do they think they're good? They're not getting a bargain deal on a fucking Andy Warhol. Well, maybe 1978 was not a good year for Andy. Oh, maybe. Maybe that was like his shitty art year. That was like before he was doing drugs. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. No idea. I don't know anything about Andy Warhol. I don't even know if he did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, probably. Um, and he's also right now in the middle of a legal battle with friends and family for allegedly destroying his father's will. Oh my God. After he learned he wasn't on it. Whoa. And- Forged a new one to make him the sole benefactor of all of the stuff he left behind. Um, yeah, that's not suspicious. He appointed himself as the his father's estate's representative, drained a hundred grand from his father's bank accounts, listed the house for sale, and held a uh, an estate sale of all of the items inside his home. Oh my god! And that's according to court papers from a federal prosecutor. So we got art fraud. We got will fraud. Will fraud. I don't. I don't fucking know. I'm not sure what the word, the term for it would be. So he sounds like a very fraudulent man. It sounds. And apparently, he's not very careful because he was caught for both of those things. So I mentioned it. No, it doesn't have anything to do with like his the disappearance of his wife. But it has to do with his character. Except for one thing that I put together. One of the things he Googled was how long how long to be missing before inherit. So he he needed money quick. I'm not sure. Money was definitely on the brain. One of the things he Googled was um, what is the best state for a man to divorce his wife in or something. I can only assume that's to try and lose as little financially as possible and maybe even like ensure he gets custody of his children or something. He probably didn't care about the kids. He probably wanted money. Sounds like all he cares about is money. I think that's going to be the angle in court is going to be a lot of money. They're going to try to find more motivation Find, like probably financial motivation, I think. Well, she probably had an amazing life insurance or... I'm not oh, sure. but if they never found a body, then he wouldn't get that life insurance check for a long time until she's legally declared dead, which I don't know how long that is in Massachusetts. But I know in some states, that's 20 years or 10 years mm -hmm. missing before you're declared dead. Right. Yikes. So maybe he's not, he's not, not a big thinker. I don't know. Over there. Do you think he painted the Warhols himself? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I took a look at them. Um, but also, like, I don't know. Were Andy Warhol's paintings really that good? I don't know. He did Campbell's Soup or something, right? Yeah, the, like, Marilyn Monroe pop art where it's all in different colors and all that. I remember that. But this, the paintings he forged were, like, like abstract, random brush swipe sort of paintings. I mean, if you're going to fake art, fake art that you can fake. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you don't see people trying to sell fucking Mona Lisa's, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure lots of people have tried to sell fake Mona Lisa's. But like for a lot of money? I don't know. Probably I've never not. tried to buy one. Probably not. No idea. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I also think another thing they're going to try to look into is um, a history of possibly uh, like domestic violence because she was very quiet. Like there was no... Neither of them was like vocal to anybody about there being any trouble between the two of them. Um, but she, it was mostly, there was one like Instagram post of hers 
just not didn't look like the rest of them where they're all very like happy you know success my life is great and my children are beautiful and my mm. i'm so happy with my family and then there's this one where she's laying on her couch and she takes a picture of herself and she has a black eye and uh she put like well not a, a total black eye but like a big bruise here and like a cut right on her eyebrow and she the caption she put with it was like um like bruised hip um something like uh, listing all the like three different injuries like minor injuries and then she just put hashtag vulnerability so reporters at least have like clung on to that and are trying to like dig up as much as they can about stuff between the two of them but like other people are saying she told them it she like fell at work but then her work is saying there was no report of any injury she fell on them. a doorknob or something yeah probably got she was just like she got hit by a baseball. Hit by a baseball. Playing with her kids. She fell down the bleachers. Yeah. Something like that. So it looks, once again, it's just another thing that looks suspect, but it's one. And everything. There's no. Everything looks very solid, suspect. Nothing solid at all. There's not a solid thing I heard about any of that. And because he has all this money, you know, from his fraud, um, he scored a lawyer that's already gotten someone out of this exact situation. Oof. Can't remember her name female lawyer, but some other husband really looked like he murdered his wife, like very incriminating stuff, but they never found her body and she got him out of it clean. I mean, if there's no body and there's no murder weapon, it's very difficult. And like, like I said, the, the most damning part about it all is probably if they find her blood and DNA in the trunk of the Volvo. Mm -hmm. But even that doesn't prove anything because maybe it's it, it's her car. A, a paper. Of course, cut. her DNA is in there, and if maybe she cut herself, and there's blood in the back. I don't know. That's that's a tough one for sure. And it's new, so new that we're yeah. definitely not getting every. No, no, no. Every there's definitely detail. more. There's a lot more information going on. that'll be coming out. Maybe we'll even get a Netflix documentary in like three years. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, and then another person's fucking home will be harassed by people you know just really wanting to feel close to the they victim just, they just feel so bad yeah for the victim they just they just want to honor pay them by touching all of their things and taking photos in front of them maybe stealing their panties i don't know <laughs> wow i'm just saying if they're gonna be that weird they might as well step it up a notch because it's not that much weirder you know no i think it is is it yeah to go it, in and steal items like actually break into a home and steal things is different than like I just want to stand out in front of it for a while and think about the no, terrible No, but you said thing they were like happened. touching their things. I'm assuming that person's already in the house. Oh no, I just meant like, you know, wow, this is the garage door that the Volvo was sitting in front of. Oh. This is the window <laughs> that she lived behind or something. She this must have been the last window she looked out at, <laughs> out from. Something. <laughs> you know what? If in her last moments, if she were to have looked out of that window, she would have seen me. <laughs> <laughs> she would have seen this spot that I'm standing in. Creeps. Just so terrible. Yeah, Disgusting. very awful. And I mean, we'll see what happens in the coming. Like, I mean, how long does it take for these well, things to resolve? Like oh, a 10 years? Fucking forever. Like we've got another like, decade. Un really. Unless they find a smoking gun and they, they fucking get him to confess and speed run the trial or whatever. Yeah. Like years. Let's just hope. Years will go by. Whatever has happened, because there's no proof that anything has, except that she's missing. Let's just hope that the truth comes out. The truth comes out and they find her. Because who knows? Maybe she gone girled him. I've never saw that. What's that? What do you mean? Uh, you mean? Long story short, 
uh, wife uh, goes missing. There's a, all evidence is pointing that the husband killed her. Husband is guilt looks guilty as shit. I mean, like like a, like in the same case that you're saying right now. Super 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 damning, but technically no strong evidence. Come to find out, wife just fucking hated her husband and faked her own death and pinned everything on him and ran away to go have sex with her lover. Oh wow! I mean, look, maybe maybe she gone girled him. She may have. I mean, I don't know. By the way, her lover was uh, Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> uh, and and she killed him because she decided that she wanted to go be with her husband again. Oh. oh. So then she made up a whole new story that Neil Patrick Harris had kidnapped her and that he faked her death and pinned it on the husband and that she was uh, she was being um, Stockholm syndromed until she finally was able to cut his throat and escape. Uh, yeah, the ending really didn't hold together. Yeah, no. Very that, strongly. It seems weak. <laughs> yeah. That seems very soap opera-y. Oh, it was a book first, so that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but it had Ben Affleck, so. <laughs> so it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a movie. <laughs> all right, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Well, all right, I will do that. Billy Mays has come back from the dead for one last infomercial, and he wants your idea. What is it? Wow. So Billy Mays, if you're too young to know, was the greatest TV infomercial salesman in, that the world has ever seen. I can still hear his voice even now. What is it? Kaboom. Kaboom and the stain is gone. <laughs> That's the power of OxyClean. Sham wow. Was he the ShamWow guy? I thought he was. I didn't think he was the ShamWow guy. Am I mixing him up with you someone? You might be mixing him up. It just seems like like such a popular item. I really thought they would have given it to Billy. Yeah, I don't know. But just like we know today, we have memes of the guy who does the flex seal. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Billy Mays uh -huh. was him, but 10 times more famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so he's back. He's back from the grave. And he's going to do one last infomercial for you, Jessica. What is your product? So I'm trying to think of like things that inconvenience me very yeah. mildly. And I know there are a lot, but somehow I'm thinking of none right now. Candles that when you blow them out, they don't smell like burned candle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you're an idiot. If you're going to get candles, why not just get the candles that don't smell like burnt candle when you blow them out? They just stay smelling nice. It just, the smoke smells nice. <laughs> Or there's no smoke? There is no smoke. Okay, so you got no smoke candles <laughs> as your product, and Billy Mays is going to sell it for you. It'll be called Smokeless. Like Smokeless or Smokeless? Smokeless. So Smokeless Candles. And the logo will you be gotta in like a... You got to have a better name like than a... that. You, you can work on that. Okay, I will. <laughs> I know what they're called. What? Foom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a play on fucking goop? Foom? <laughs> no, I thought that was the French word for smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be spelled with two O's because foom and the smoke is gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> you're, in, you're so fucking dumb. I think I'm a genius. <laughs> You can't even top that. What could you possibly think of? You have to think of a mild inconvenience. That was my inspiration. And now I'm a international 
smokeless candle mogul. No, Foom is not going international. Foom is going international. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So when you're getting up in the morning, right, to go to work or to go do whatever you need to do, what's the first thing you do? Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. And then? Pee. Okay, sure. And, And then? Put my slippers on. Okay. You live a sad life. You shower. <laughs> you take a shower. Oh, okay? okay. Now, when you get in the shower, how do you like your water? Do you like it cold? Do you like it lukewarm? I like it to be scalding. Oh, you like it to be scalding hot. I want it to like hurt at first. Now, do you leave the window open so that there's no steam? Yeah. No. No, of course not. You no, wouldn't do that. I love steam. Steam is great, except you just got out of the shower. And your mirror is all foggy, <laughs> steamy. <laughs> it's steamy. It's not foggy. It's all steamed up. Uh huh. That's why we got Steam Buddy. It's it's a windshield wiper for your mirrors. <laughs> Just cleans that steam right off, so oh, that you wow. can do your makeup. You can you can do your hair right there pose without for pose, selfies. Pose even. You know what? That's it. That's the the Steam Buddy 2.0 actually has a camera. Nice. It gets those angles and it's got the kind lens that makes you look skinnier. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does it like if you buy within the next 30 minutes or get, like, if you buy within the next nine minutes and 59 seconds, you get an extra get, steam buddy for free and a complimentary selfie stick. All you have to do is pay separate shipping and handling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam buddy. Billy Mays will make that sell. Oh, he could. I don't see it going quite international, but I can see me making more sales than you with Foom. I completely disagree. I don't think Foom's going anywhere, Jessica. Foom is going places. With Billy Mays, it's going places. I hate you because it probably would. (laughs) (laughs) Steam Buddy's going nowhere. Uh I wouldn't even get a Shark Tank deal with Steam Buddy. (laughs) Foom, and the smoke is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, okay? Fuck you. Anyway... (laughs) If you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with absolutely anyone who enjoys podcasts or has ears. They got ears. They can listen. You know, those infomercials give you phone numbers you can call into. You should give them a call and tell them to listen. You're talking to me? You're talking to talking to the listener? The listener. Okay. I was like, Jessica, I'm not going to give them my phone number. What do you mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are telling me to give them a phone number to call. Oh, I said the infomercials have phone numbers, like on the TV. We don't have a phone number. <laughs> what? I'm tired. <laughs> you would call the infomercial and tell the people doing that to listen to the podcast, Jacob. Tell all the people. You, and then go to our website, 33shotsin.com. Then no, that's a one three. Oh, no, it's a single three, <laughs> three shots in. I stuttered. Fuck you. Three shots in.com. Yes. On that website, which is designed to the nines, it's dynamite. And on it, we have a PayPal single time donation button. That is our internet tip jar. Um, and you can totally give us a single time donation on it. You know, if you're not into subscriptions, which, yeah. you know, you'd be missing out a lot because right next to that, we have a link to our Patreon. And on our Patreon, we have so many things to offer you awesome things. It's a beautiful, wonderful place. Nothing mm-hmm. but but a kind, friendly environment. Mm-hmm. It's and there awesome. you can find our super secret podcast, Three Shot Cinema. Oh, yes. On Three Shot Cinema, the podcast where we watch terrible movies for you. 
Yeah, so that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. We'll describe them to you in detail and in adorable, hilarious, and charming ways so that you can still enjoy them. We do have two Three Shot Cinema episodes that will be coming out very soon. Yeah, they're going to be fantastic. They're amazing. I actually am bummed that some terrible unforeseen mishap occurred and one of them that we'd already recorded was inexplicably deleted because it was really good. But that's okay because we're going to re-record it. Is that, because, then, is that because some dumbass fucking overrode it? Just some reason. Yeah. Something. Something happened. Something no one could have predicted. Well, you know what we can predict, Jessica? What next week's episode is going to be? That's right. Next week, we're talking all about head. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Head. You, you know, like... like Fellatio. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was, I was going to say cabeza. You're just going to say different that's, ways. That's Spanish for head. I mean, okay. So maybe that. I mean, are we talking about blowjobs? I that I was, was my. I first was probably thought. gonna go go with blowjobs as well. I kind of I didn't want to do another like true crime thing and talk about the 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 blowjob killer. Suck the soul right <laughs> out of you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Right, bye. They're probably close enough that one of them is like, you know, I'm not really that hungry. Do you want to just like split something? They just split a burrito from Chipotle? Yeah, I bet they do that. That's gross. They seem like they're that. That's disgusting. That close. Yeah. One of them forgot to get guac. So the other offers to go back in and get it. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that for my wife. They have the kind of relationship where it's like, you know, I really want an omelet, but I also want pancakes. I'll order the omelet and you order pancakes and we'll split. Gross. Half an omelet and two of your four pancake stack. It's probably a three stack. But they're for celebrities, so. <laughs> so they, get a, they, <laughs> they got an extra pancake. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Just because they're a celebrity, they get an extra <laughs> pancake at the IHOP. <laughs> I bet they could. <laughs> you don't want, to know, want to know what's even funnier? I didn't say they were at an IHOP, but I totally imagined them. <laughs> of course they're at an IHOP. <laughs>